You have resolutions. I know you do. Even if you don't write them down, you got them. Are they adventure related, health related, personal success? What are they? We are going to dive into the dynamic of New Year's resolutions. I'm Stephen Casimiro. I am your co-host for the Adventure Journal podcast live from Budokan today. With me is Justin Hausman, our senior editor and co-host. What is up, Mr. Hausman? I'm just jotting down personal success as a uh, good New Year's resolution because that's not something I've ever once thought about, <laughs> which seems super <laughs> well, clearly <important. laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that's been the problem this whole time. Okay, personal success. Personal okay, that's number success. one now. That's bumped. That's bumped off uh, if, what was previously number one. So, so my cool. number one resolution. This is more of a life rule than a resolution, and I think I, personally, I think that this should apply to everybody. Is just never wear socks funnier than you are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, this has a recipe for personal lack of personal success, I think. I thought you were just going to say never wear socks, which, I mean, that'd be a cool one. I like that for a resolution, just something completely wacky and random that has, it's not really going to improve anything. Just something I'm going to try to do for a full year. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think resolutions, um, you know, I, that's a, that's a great, great point. Actually. I think that one of the things that we've, well, we stopped doing and we were trying to do it around the house is just mix things up. Like we, we sit in the same seat every night at dinner, you yeah. know, and just move around the table, you know, just, just to change because we we get in these routines and so yeah that would be a potentially smelly bacteria laden interesting one to do so funny thing is you probably don't believe me i never wear socks um in my bike shoes interesting and they don't smell i swear to god they do not huh. smell they don't i don't know i let huh. them air out you know i take them off and put them out in the it's sun because you don't because you only ride around the block and then you take them off well there's that yeah you don't sweat in them there's that so i did go for a nice ride this last weekend um, on my gravel bike. So, um, yeah, I made some resolutions. I, th I think actually around, around bikes. Um, I, you know, talking about mixing things up, I actually, um, under the, the influence of my influencer son, I ended up getting a gravel bike again. I bought the Canyon Grizzle was on sale. It was an amazing price. Um, I had grizzled? gotten bored like with grizzled? like grizzled. What is it? Yeah, like G R I Z Z L or G R G R I Z L, something like that. Um, and um, I don't have a full suspension mountain bike anymore, and I don't have a geared mountain bike uh, anymore. I got a steel single speed from Kona, so I just you know just in in trying to mix it up. You know, I, I mean, it's uh, it's like whether you're working out or anything. I think it's important to push yourself to to new new things. So so let's talk about resolutions. You got some. I do, and it's funny that that you uh, mentioned that the mixing up thing um, because my number one. Okay, well, first of all, I don't. I'm actually mixing it up by even having any New Year's resolutions. I I I'm kind of a curmudgeon by nature, and so the idea of like an arbitrary okay, it's a new year. I can do all these things I couldn't do before or wanted to do, but didn't. I mean, it's like, no, like who, I mean, I guess people, I'm sure there's people out there that actually make resolutions and stick to them and, and, and look back at the year and be like, wow, I did it. You know, but like, I can't, I don't know anybody who does. <laughs> so the idea of it always seems sort of silly to me, but this year, and I think it's partially just because, you know, having two young kids, like each day blurs into the next so fast that 
I mean, it could be the smallest thing. Like I'm going to pick up the socks in the house or whatever it is. And all of a sudden it's been six months and you haven't done it. I mean, it's it just life is really fast with two little kids. So I think this year I'm finally like, okay, these things I always talk about, I'm really going to do it. At least the easy ones. And I'm going to write them down and I'm going to look at this every day. And at least I will have thought about it on a, on a daily basis. So I'm, I'm sort of changing it up that way. But So that's your resolution to think about your resolutions every day, even if you don't. What do you think? It. It's pretty meta. That's a very meta. I think that's a pretty high bar, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, the changing things up thing is interesting. So my, um, my aunt for Christmas got me a book called The Tao of Bill Murray. Um, I'm a big Bill Murray fan. I mean, who's, I guess who's not, or maybe, you know, at least you appreciate the guy. Um, I didn't really know what to think of it. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like a Bill Murray head. Like, I don't know why, you know, she obviously thought it would appeal to me. So she bought it and I, and I started reading it and I'm fascinated by it. And, um, it kind of makes sense when you think of Bill Murray, like as being kind of a wacky sort of comedian. And I don't use wacky like without thinking about it. I mean, the guy who'll, who'll you know, wear a funny hat, kind of that silly kind of old school comedy a lot of the times. But um, I didn't know this about him, but apparently after he made Ghostbusters, I think it was after Ghostbusters, he became, he was worried that he was going to be too famous uh, and it would go to his head. So he moved to Paris for like six months and he studied at the Sorbonne, which is like Paris's huge, uh, important university. And he studied under a professor, like a philosophy professor who was kind of a surrealist and the professor's whole thing was just jolting people out of their malaise that like everybody's sleepwalking through life and that there are ways that you can break people out just to wake them up. And that's kind of been Bill Murray's whole thing ever since. And he's sort of famous for, um, you know, if you have the internet, you probably know this. I mean, he's famous for showing up at like singing karaoke at people's weddings, just randomly. Uh, one year uh, during the surfer poll, I think it was the first year I ever went to Hawaii for the surfer magazine poll awards, this huge award show that they used to do at the Turtle Bay resort. Bill Murray tried to get in. He was apparently staying there and tried to get into the award show and like the bouncers didn't know who he was and didn't let him in that's but, I mean, seriously messed up isn't that insane like brendan thomas who's now uh the the publisher of surfer's journal was my boss at the time and he found out later like halfway through the show that bill murray had been trying to get in the, and the like the Hawaiian security <laughs> guards didn't know who he was and like no man you can't come in and we were all just crushed but like, you know, he's famous for just showing up and just being weird and like his whole thing is like let's i just want to wake people up but he also says it's partially for him like he wants to wake himself up uh, even though he doesn't really have to do anything he doesn't want to do on a daily basis, he still gets into the same routines. And so for him, if it's like walking up to somebody on the street, he doesn't know and like covering their eyes and saying, guess who? And they turn around and it's Bill Murray like that, like that wakes you up. You have a special moment. Um, but so does he. And I, and so that's part of, that's actually kind of my main resolution this year is to just, is to just anytime I'm aware that I'm sort of sleepwalking through the day or I'm just going through the motions wake myself up. And I don't even know what that means. I mean, maybe it's just like sprinting down the street. Maybe it's jumping in the Creek down the street from my house, something I would never normally do just to kind of wake myself up to, to, to change things up a little bit. I mean, actually it could be something as simple as like sitting in a different place when you eat dinner. I mean, all those little things, like, I think that they're important. Well, I would like to interject here and say that, um, most days when Justin and I talk, at least when we talk in the morning, um, he is usually <laughs> sleepwalking because he's, he's been up yeah. since four or yeah. he's, he's gotten three hours sleep. And this is the nature of having two, two wee groms running around the house. It's so. weird that you would think that that would, it's the, like chaos just becomes the norm. You know, I mean, if you're a parent, you know how that is. So it, it seems odd that that would be the case. 
but it is the case that your day is just filled with chaos all the time, which it makes it really hard to stick to a resolution. So, so here's my complaint with resolutions. And earlier this week in the AG newsletter, I, I wrote, I it sent it out under the subject line resolutions, measurelutions, and talking about kind of how I, I don't, it's not, I don't believe in them. But I, I, I think that too often you set yourself up for failure and by, by having this, uh, this massive list of things that are ultimately, you know, unattainable over time. Um, and I, I kind of believe more in that you, whatever you resolve, you, you kind of do it on a daily basis, not, not really around, um, you know, some kind of externalized goal, but it, it's sort of like you, you, every minute, every hour, you're trying to make change, basically, right? Because that's what resolutions are. They're about personal change. So I, I love your idea, but um, how do you put that into practice? Like, how do you, like, are, are you, we going to see you wearing a bozo nose or, you know, are you going to do more karaoke? Maybe. Um, I mean, honestly, probably. Maybe there's a karaoke bar down the street, for example. I've never done karaoke in my life. It doesn't seem like something I would be good at. I mean, I like singing at home. But uh, I, I can't even imagine doing that. There's open. There's a, like an open comedy, like open mic comedy night every like Tuesday at this same place. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I mean, there's a really good chance that we have this conversation in 2025, and I haven't done anything about it. But there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to do it. I mean, maybe it is just kind of copying what Bill Murray does. I don't know. Maybe one yeah, thing I, differently. I think we need to day. revisit this um, a year from now. And um, Joni was just telling me about um, you know. Some NPR podcasting, and they went back and looked at all their stuff in 2023. I think that's a pretty uh, a good thing to do. And I, I also want to say too that um, we are going to be recording next, I believe, um, our listener watcher feedback episode, and we've gotten some great responses from people. You can send us an email, mail at adventure-journal.com. We would love to get voice memos from you so we can share your voices on this because so far we've had all five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, one four-star review, and we just got our first two-star review, which says that it's just Justin and me talking and we're boring. So <laughs> well, it's a pod- I mean, that, that is a podcast. That is well, a podcast. no, it's a, it's a good goad. Um, we yeah. do have more guests lined up. And um, actually, next week, we're also recording a podcast with Eric Blem about his new book on um, on Craig Kelly, snowboarder Craig Kelly. Um but we want to hear from you, and I want to know what your resolutions are, whether you believe in resolutions. And um, let's, like, if you have resolutions, let's all hold each other accountable on those things, because I think that's one of the things that enables resolutions to come through is that we share them with other people and we check in on them. So let's hear, leave a uh, DM us on Instagram, leave a comment on YouTube, or, or drop us a mail. Um, so... I had somewhere that I was going to go before I started on. Oh, yeah. So, um, what's your number two? So we we you and I have talked about this a ton. But one of the things that uh, I so I moved to Marin County. I guess it's four years ago now. But I'd already kind of played up here a ton, and I lived in San Francisco. And one of the one of the cool things about it is the I mean, opens it's mostly open space and uh, with a really intricate and awesome trail system. And, but it's also, it's not so big, like you couldn't do this in this. Well, I guess you could do this in the Sierra, but it's, it's still relatively self-contained. Like I wish I off the top of my head into square mileage. I don't, but, um, 
you know, I'm never planning on leaving. So, you know, I've talked to you a bunch about how one of the things I'd love to do is be able to hike like every trail. And, um, I've done a pretty good job in the, in the time that I've been here. But one of the things I don't do is, is I don't route it, you know, like I don't know, I don't keep, I don't like journal about it. I don't plug it into any kind of like GPS thing. So I'm kind of just relying on memory at this point. And so that's my, that's like, honestly kind of my main one this year is to actually get like i don't think i want to do it on gaia either because i just don't or any kind of digital thing it's just not the way i i think about my outdoor experience i still have a really hard time and we probably talked about this with the apple watch episode but i still have a really hard time like imposing a digital framework over my outdoor experience yeah let me interrupt you here yes um i think the most powerful way you can do it is just by memory absolutely Hmm. Um, I have I'm a friend right who's track. a guide who has a guide who is a guide who never takes a map. <laughs> you know, he just doesn't believe in it. So there's a really good argument to be made for that. On the other hand, um, I have when I've done these kind of quests, I've been religious about tracking them with GPS. The power I think it has power in two ways. And I'm not I'm not suggesting that you change, I'm just share my experience. One is that um there is kind of a satisfaction. Yeah. Of going and seeing what you've done, even though right. it's it's embedded in your body, actually seeing um, seeing it on a screen or, you know, a printout or or even, you know, I keep gazetteers and um, in the places I've been, I highlight them. Yeah. And um, but also and this is where I think it's even more powerful is it shows you the blank spots. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I do when I set goals, adventure goals and exploration goals is. I try to look at the biggest blank spots still left on my map. And I'm like, okay, that's where I'm gonna go this year. And I'm gonna shrink the size of those yeah. those huge empty areas with I'm gonna drive through it or I'm gonna hike through it or I'm gonna ride through it. And this time next year, there will be a line across there and I will know more about what that is. So that's the only thing I would suggest is that I, I love that, but you know, there's there's also there there is an argument to be made for um recording it. Well, so my 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 plan is to just take my big uh marin like actually i have a like i should probably do it with with, with quadrangles but i have right now just the, the pretty classic like marin hiking map and my plan is just just draw on it you know color coded this one i like this one i didn't this one had water this one didn't that sort of thing um but the memory i mean that's how i operate now is with memory you know but like for example yesterday my family and i um went on a like a new year's day sort of picnic hike up on this ridge where you can see the ocean and it's, I mean, we don't go up there nearly enough. And as I'm sitting there, I see this guy on a mountain bike ride up and uh, kind of like 100, 200 yards away and kind of climbed this little hill on this little trail and then just disappeared. And I thought, hmm, you know, where's this guy going? This, there's no legal trails up here at all. And so I walked down and saw this little, like, this little trail. Um, and, you know, I did, I did drop a pin on that because I want to find, I want to find that trail. I want to ride it. But, like, you know, I've, th- that's a great example. Like, as I'm walking on this, trail with the family i'm hearing like water i didn't know was there before and like i haven't spent really that much time up there at all and i realized there's a whole network of systems down in here as well and i don't even know how much those are going to be on a map anyway probably a lot of them aren't probably a lot of unsanctioned even hiker trails that are unsanctioned so you know being able to you know i i guess yeah i guess i i, I like the visual aspect too of a map with like different colors on it like okay this one had water you know that's a great one so uh we'll see but that's I like that's, the idea of having a, a map on the wall 
You yeah. know, you're a little space constrained. Um, I suppose you could put one up in, out in your platform tent. Totally. That's um, kind of the idea. Yeah. I love the idea of doing like quadrangles now that I'm thinking about it. Cause those are right. even, I'm going to see even more, but I think, and that's the thing with like adventure resolutions. I do feel like, or maybe at least like this, this is a bit more attainable than like, I'm not going to drink or I'm going to be nicer or whatever. Like a lot of other resolutions might be. I do feel like these are things I can climb this. I can hike this. I can ride this. Like these are things you can actually tackle. And for me, this speaks to the, you know, all of a sudden it's been a year and I haven't done this. All of a sudden it's been three years and I haven't really been done this. Um, so this is something that I can actually uh, make a movement toward attaining. And the other one is this right here. Uh, I just got this mushroom guy. He's showing a picture on YouTube. If yeah, you're, if you're, yeah, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not on YouTube, I'm um, just got this mushroom guide to all like Western North America. But yesterday, I mean, right now it's been raining all the time. There's mushrooms everywhere. So that's like phase two is that, you know, we talked about how much we love the, the seek app, but I want to know every, I mean, I, I want to be, I want to be a grizzled gray haired dude with insane calves and like who hikes all these trails every day. And when you see him, you know, you can ask him whatever, what is that tree? What is that root? What is that? You know, there's even, I saw when I bought this book, they have an animal scat one. I have, I just bought an animal scat book. Is it from the, is it the California natural history guides? Is it that publisher? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. The same publisher makes an animal scat one. And like, I'm going to probably go pick that up today from this new bookstore that just opened down the street, which is great. But like that kind of thing, we, you know, we encountered a bunch of scat yesterday. It's like, gosh, I think that's coyote, but I don't know. You know, I mean, like, I want to know, I want to be that person for this area. You can, it's attainable. It's not like some giant, it's not like I'm in Alaska. So that's phase two. Okay. So why do you want to do that? What is your underlying motivation for, for wanting to do all this? I guess to me, um, it's a deeper level of immersion in where I am. Um, I mean, I, could, I, I, I do not take this place for granted. I mean, it is one of the most beautiful places in the world. I, every day we talk about how fortunate we are to be able to get a foothold here. Um, I can't imagine living anywhere else. But there is, and there's nothing wrong with just, with just riding bikes and going on hikes and sitting out and, and just observing the nature and loving it. And that's fine, but I want to be deeper into it. I mean, I, I want to understand more about why the rivers are where they are, why the streams are where they are, why the salmon come now and not other times. Are there more? Are there less? What do these birds mean? I want to know all that. I mean, I want to live and breathe this place. And uh, it means a lot to me, I guess, to know the most that I can about it. it seems Well, it almost seems like you're sleepwalking through it in a certain extent. If you just see, I just see green trees. I just see pine trees. You know, like we found a little forest yesterday of, of perfect Christmas trees. And I'm like, oh, these are obviously these are Douglas firs. I know these grow around here. These are perfect Christmas trees growing. I'm sure these are Douglas firs, but I don't know, you know. And so, uh, but I, I'd like to. It just seems silly not to. I mean, everybody, everybody chooses their path, right? So this is, I mean, I don't think you can fix an arbitrary rule on people. But as, as you're talking, I mean, I wonder if how differently the world would be if, if we took it as a responsibility right. to know the natural world where we live. And, you know, we're really good at, at knowing the man, the human built world. Um, we're good at sussing out societal trends and music and the movies that we need to see and all of that sort of stuff. And that's completely valid because we're humans. But I, I just I wonder because because I've been on that same path as you have as as you know of trying to understand more about the places that I live and the places that I love and in the plants and the flora and the fauna and well it feels um, like there's the, a responsibility there right like like I feel I feel like in some ways when I don't know which is most of the time I mean I'm not an expert by any means on on the flora and fauna around here 
but it feels I don't and I don't mean this in a in a judging way if you're not like this, but it feels a bit like a failure that I don't. Uh like I, I it's something I need to re- like rectify. I need to know these things. Like it's important that I do for some reason. I don't know. I part of it is probably wanting to teach my daughters, you know, like Yesterday, my four-year-old was super interested in these little uh, mushrooms that we found, which turns out they're called bleeding head fairy caps. Oh, what a great name. Yeah, and they, it makes total sense. And they were amazing. They were growing out of the moss of these of uh, a pine tree. I'm not sure which, what it was, but they were growing out of the moss on the, bar, on the bark. And uh, some of them were so small you could barely see them. Other ones were about like two or three inches. They're beautiful little little mushrooms. And she was fascinated. And that's... I don't know. I guess it seems weird that I want to learn it just to teach it to her, but she could learn it herself. But there's something about that, right? I, I, I'd like that experience. I, I don't think that's weird at all. Her. In fact, the only time that I ever feel envy on social media is when people, I, I can think of a two friends in particular who are sharing the names of whether it's the scat or the name of a the specific species of a plant it's that they have more knowledge or yeah. see, appear to have more knowledge of the natural world than I do. And it, it just, it kind of, it spurs me to, you know, want to learn more. And, and I think that, um, you know, part of it is, is wanting to just feel more at home in the world. As we're talking, uh, I was thinking about purpose and you know, I'm thinking about why we're here, what we want, because, because resolutions always come back to, Mm-hmm. this idea of change and, and this idea of growth, this impetus to become somebody that we aren't currently. And at that, at the core of that is a kind of dissatisfaction. And, and that is the human, the nature of humans is to be perpetually dissatisfied. Um, but I, I wonder how much of this is connected to purpose. And we do feel this hunger for purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like to get ourselves to a, another place. I think feeling more connected to the world around us, I think that we all crave that intuitively because we know that we've gotten away from that. So um so is there anything else on your list? Well yeah, and they're all I mean they're all kind of related. The other one is um and I suppose this is a, sort of a touchy subject, but here it is. Like I I'm this is the year I'm finally gonna start gorilla camping around here. Um I've decided. I've been talking with a bunch That's of people. That's not touchy. About it. Well I don't know. People I mean we well, you're a Marin. It. People get upset if you breathe. It, I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really is like living in a snow globe or something, you know, or, or like a museum of how it was and you're not allowed to, to touch it or use it. But part of it's a reaction against that, you know, and, and like there's no there's no real way to make it. I, I just feel like, like I'm not going to, you know, I, I practice leave no trace. You know, like I'm not going to start a fire. I'm not going to do, you know, I'm just going to sleep. Like, what's the difference? You know, I'm up here anyway. Like, I'm just going to sleep. And part of it's like, I mean, that's. I loved our conversation with Al Humphreys, you know, and that's, that's part of his thing was like, if there's a hill over there and you just go sleep on it and, and I'm, I'm going to do it this year. Me and a couple of my friends that talk about this all the time have, we all kind of picked our spots. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I think this year that's, that's a big one for me. I, I, it'd be a little, it's like thrilling. I mean, it makes, makes just kind of the mundane like hikes, even though it's a beautiful place, like you can get mundane, even if you are learning the plants and animals, but it adds a little thrill. It's the same reason I kind of enjoy, you know, riding on illegal trails. They might not be super fun a lot of the times, but there's that sort of cat and mouse thing. Like, am I going to get busted? You know, and there's a little thrill, a little element that I like there. So I think it'd be fun. I think it'll be neat to just kind of see my area from a slightly different perspective. Plus I've always, I mean, I just wish there were more campgrounds. It's not my fault. There's only one campground. Um, and I've, I've camped at like half the sites there now, so I need something else. We don't have a, ton well, there's of a resolution for you, but yeah, camp at 
the other half. <laughs> right. Well, that that's honestly part of it. It's like, you know, I have all this bikepacking stuff and we've talked about how we don't really like embrace bikepacking enough. And I, and um, there's a bikepacker campsite. I think it's, I'm get, it's gotta be what's eight miles from here, you know? And it's like, how, how I could do that three times a week, you know, just to try out new stuff or what have you, just to make things a little bit different. I mean, that's also part of the breaking out of the, of the sleepwalking thing. I mean, it's so easy to just, you know, pick up the girls from school and we have dinner and, and we read a book, maybe we watch a movie together, whatever. And then it's bedtime and then it's the next day, you know? And it's like, well, what if, what if me and Olivia, the four-year-old hopped on my bike and we camped down the street? I have her back for school the next day. I mean, simple things like that. There was a story that was bouncing around a few months ago, the mainstream media. This guy, I can't forget where this professor was. Stanford, maybe UCLA. I'm not sure who basically was arguing that we have no free will. Mm-hmm. That we are essentially bundles of cells responding to stimulus in a very predictable sure. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, on the one hand, you could say, "Well, yeah, you know, turning over a calendar a, a, a year to a new year gives us the opportunity to rethink, to challenge ourselves, to make change." And sometimes we do. This guy would argue, "Hey, eh, it's it's futile. <laughs> you are who you are," and. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of wonder about this. I'm like, and this is not critical. This is not a criticism of you. I'm just speculating here. Like you, you talk about like sleepwalking, but as somebody whose kids are grown, like when you're when you're in it with little kids, it feels often like chaos. Mm-hmm. But man, that is a sweet spot in life. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I, yeah. you know, I, I, I so I guess maybe I can now I can address sort of my take on. On yes. uh, resolutions, yeah, you have the floor, and why I don't really have any um, is well. So first, I, I feel like I think a lot about things that where I'm setting myself up for failure. There's, I, I heard a phrase last year in 2023 um, called "nuts nagging unfinished tasks." Okay, and and I I think a lot about the um, the cognitive load of negativity. Yeah. And things that um you carry around that that sort of breed a level of dissatisfaction. And one of the paths that I've been on for well, I don't know, six or seven years. When, like whenever Marie Kondo kind of like broke through. <laughs> yeah. I remember and, that with and you. I had that was big. Yeah. Well, I had been this sounds silly, and this is definitely it's a Western consumer's problem, but I would like I would go to Packford to go on a, you know, a camping trip or some sort of explorative ex, uh, adventure, and I would spend the longest time trying to figure out like what sleeping bag to take, mm-hmm. you know, like what kit to take. And I'm like, this is this is ridiculous that I have so much stuff that I can't like have one, and it just use that one. That's how most people do it, and most people probably don't have sleeping bags. And so I've been on this path of of kind of trying to get rid of the things that to clear out the detritus, you know, the weeds in my life that stand between me and doing the things that really matter to me. And, you know, I've written in, in AJ, you know, one of my intros about, um, you know, my embrace of minimalism and um, in, in really minimalist with stuff. I mean, stuff yeah. is a part of the adventure experience. You know, we do gear reviews and things like that. And, 
you know, personally, I just, I try to have as little stuff as I possibly can and, and keep my focus on the actual activities that I want to do. So my approach has been to sort of look at life and look at my life somewhat um, objectively and scientifically and think about to to bring the things that are important into high relief and to get rid of the things that are not important. And so I have from like from a health standpoint, I've been focusing a lot the last couple of years on on longevity mm-hmm. and looking at a science based take on longevity. I mean, what you know, one of my so I do have resolutions, but like they're not so much written down as I'm trying to embody them so that I carry them with me every day. One of them is to stop eating processed or to eat minimally processed food, to eat as much whole food as I can. Another is to move as much as I possibly can throughout the day. And, you know, some of those things will fall into place for me like, well, okay, I want more zone two riding yeah. and I want more zone two trail running and I want more VO2 max oriented, you know, interval stuff, which is hence the single speed. Like I've never mm-hmm. been as fit in my life mm-hmm. as I was when I was alternating days, I would ride my single speed and I would trail run. And the single speed has, you know, you're never in the right gear. So you're always like spinning really, really fast, high intensity, and maybe your heart rate isn't getting up. You're, you know, you're kind of spinning along and you're, you know, you're getting like a zone two, but then you got to climb a hill and like, you're just absolutely maxing until you have to walk. So there's like these built in Mm -hmm. kind of, um, perfection in terms of training. It's also really fun. And so it's not that I don't want to do things. It's that I want to be more, I, I feel like it's, for me, it's more important to have broader mm-hmm. goals than, than an actual resolution. And um, I want to share some of the things that have been influential for me um, in, in driving that forward. And this isn't, I mean, first off, this is not to say I've not had adventure goals. I've had, I mean, yeah. and, you know, I had a year where I, um, I was going to ride a million vertical feet on my bike. Or, sorry, not a million, a half a million, like a million I knew. I have a friend who year in and year out always rides a million, but he does nothing but ride basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And um, I have another friend, Kevin, who, um, who used to work with AJ, he worked with Specialized. And in his 50th year, I, I think that he's his goal was to ride a half a million vertical feet i think it was i know he pulled it off it took um like completely kind of changing the nature of his life of course and the year that i did it in the year that um my son was in college and my daughter was in high school and i determined that i was going to ride every major street and trail in south orange county i remember that yeah yeah and it was it was a silly in some ways it was a silly resolution it took me a few years um, but it wasn't just about the number. It was about wanting to ride a lot while I was, while my daughter yeah. was still at home to be around, um, and to be able to ride things from the house and also to have a better understanding of, um, of the topography where I live. Yep. You know, I have such a good sense of what hills or, you know, what the water courses are and the watersheds here from, from that year. It was really, it was a really powerful year for me, but the, so the, the things that have been really influential for me first is Yes Man, the movie with Jim yeah. Carrey. Yeah, you've been talking talk about that a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch it. You, you need to watch it. And I so say yes the, to Yes Man. Yes, you you need to. Yes, yes. And I tend to be um, like you. I I don't. 
think of myself as a loner, but I, you know, when it comes right down to it, like oh, I, I absolutely embrace uh, being a loner. I yeah, I often say no, you know, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to go do that. No, I don't. And so the yes man is about this guy who is a very much a no guy. And he ends up going to this um, uh, kind of personal growth empowerment seminar. The guy is trying to get people to say yes to everything. And so Jim Carrey and the, the way that, only Jim Carrey can says yes to everything. He learns Korean. He learns guitar. Yeah, he does all these things. It's 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 just such a wonderful movie. It has so many lessons to it, and and so my wife and I think about it all the time. And I I try to say I and I've gotten a lot better at saying yes to things. And the other thing that and this comes more from my wife. It also comes from you know having lost my dad. Um, and going through his health issues, you know, watching my my mother in law um, have cancer and die from it is is just you know not having regrets like yeah. you know you know the pick up the phone and call your mom kind of thing like are you going to regret this so those That's two things have been yeah yeah those have been real drivers for me and they're really simple you know there's something that you can carry around with you all the time hmm. and. Um, yeah. That that that's something that I I I don't think about enough. But that's pro- that's probably more powerful than any other possible resolution you could make. I mean, if you if there's something that you know that's eating away at you, just take care of that. You know, and, and like to some degree, that's kind of part this on a much lighter scale. But my interest in in making sure that I do hike every possible trail that I can is something because I know that I might I would regret that. Uh, but not nearly as much as not picking up the phone to call someone important. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, and you never, you are never going to re- regret spending time with your children. Like yeah. you, you aren't. So I mean, you, you know, you might, you might look back on your life and regret how much time you spent away from them, but you're never going to regret how much time you spend with them. It's like, you know, I think about this when I get angry if I'm riding my bike and you know, and somebody comes too close to me in a car or, or you know, or whatever. I yeah. just, you will never regret being kind. You know, but you will regret being unkind. Absolutely. And that's one. Okay. You know what? I hadn't really thought about that till you mentioned it. But last year, that was the only real one I made. Because like I said, I don't really do this. But last year, I decided uh, I was going to stop being mad in the car. Um, and you can. It's crazy. You can just decide not to. Maybe, maybe that's unusual. I don't know. But I was able to do it where I just, you know... I think I mentioned this to you once before, but I, I decided to channel Rob Machado, the uh, very famously laid-back pro surfer from the 90s. I don't know why he popped into my head, but for some reason, I guess I've always wanted to live like Rob or something. I don't know what it is. But I just imagine Rob Machado driving a van again. I don't even know if he has a van again. I bet he has at one point had a van again and just driving around and someone cuts him off and where I might have gotten enraged and, and gotten on the horn and flipped a bird. I always think, I bet Rob Machado just goes, whoa, dude just to himself and then just goes on and it's like you know what i'm gonna do that always from now on and it it, it makes such a huge difference it really does and i don't like the other day we were driving and, and i got into something super dangerous and like my started to get kind of like because i had the whole family in the car but even then it was able to just like he passed and that was fine and i didn't really think about it again so yeah you can have you ever so, seen atlanta what the movie no the movie? show the Donald the, no show. nope nope Oh, I often think, what would Darius do? So yeah. Yeah, it's, it put, add another thing to your list. It's weird. You, it's weird how some like some character. Well, Rob Chow's not a character. I guess his professional surfing life, maybe he's sort of a character. But it's weird for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why that's the person I decided to model my my road rage 
uh, after. But anyway, so that was one I, I actually did. Okay. I did take well, off. let's take a break. Uh, we will be right back. You love adventure, we love adventure, and that is why we created Adventure Journal in print. It is the gift that we've made for ourselves and for our friends and hopefully for you that is analog, that gets away from screens, that gives you some of the most interesting, deepest and thoughtful stories from some of the best writers and photographers working in the outdoor space. We do four a year. You get free shipping and a deep discount. It's 60 bucks to have this absolutely beautiful, no batteries necessary celebration of adventure in your mailbox. Get it at adventure-journal.com. I am drinking, it's gotten cold now because we're halfway through the show. I am drinking Long Weekend Coffee. We launched Long Weekend Coffee earlier this year to bring you and us blends that are not fussy, that will take any kind of brew method that we like, whether it's at home, in a cabin, on the tailgate of a truck, doesn't matter. We have four blends. We have dark, medium, espresso roast, and a decaf. I think they're pretty amazing. I guarantee you will like them. Check us out at longweekend.coffee. Welcome back. We are talking about resolutions, New Year's and otherwise. Um, I've been talking a bit about how I don't particularly believe in them, even though I love them just because I don't want to set myself up for failure by doing grand goals that I can't achieve. One of the things that I like to think about is um, letters to my younger self, like what I would tell my younger self, and also gifts to my future self. Do you ever think about it that way, Justin? No, but it makes sense to me. Uh, gifts to your future self is interesting. I mean, I, I, who doesn't judge themselves, you know, look back and wish they'd done things like differently. But my entire mantra about that is just be way easier on yourself. Stop being so hard on, on myself for all the things I've not done or done wrong or whatever. But gifts to your future self is pretty cool. I mean, that, that would make sense with your longevity sort of, uh, not obsession, but research and, and, and the way that you're eating and, and kind of moving and stuff like that. I mean, that's a gift to your future self. I never think Absolutely. about that. I honestly don't think I'm very day to day. Like as far as I'm concerned, today's what we have. If tomorrow comes, that's great. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see about it when it gets here. You sound like you should write a book on mindfulness, living in the moment. I kind <laughs> of that's where you that's are. That's like my whole thing right now. I mean, like I don't. I, I've spent so much of my life worrying about the future. I mean, that that's probably ninety percent of my life up until like until I had kids, honestly, which I would have thought would have ramped up, but it's it's gone the opposite. Where now I'm just trying to get through the day. But God, I'm so tired of worrying about the future. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about myself in like twenty years. Yeah, well, that's one reason maybe you should have more children. So you just stay Jesus, in that good God. Road. <laughs> Yeah, just keep probing. Yeah, just kick that can down the road. Yeah, that totally. gray-haired, grizzled uh, old yeah. man is going to be you Oof. in a couple of years. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing about resolutions for me is just is or goals of any kind is is thinking about ways that you can achieve them, mm -hmm. because the thing that we're fighting is routine and inertia of the yeah. way that we've always done things, right? I think about the year that I was like, oh, I'm going to ride a half a million vertical feet. Well, I mean, you know, that took like serious commitment that I was going to do that. And um, in the end, I was a little fitter, but, it, you know, I, I don't know that it changed me in any kind yeah. of meaningful way. And I, I think that I'm more interested in 
change that will be meaningful to me that will maybe be something that makes my relationships better or that, you know, ripples outward in some way. Um, you know, my issue with a lot of my past adventure goals is that they're just so damn selfish. Yeah. Well, but I mean, that's, that's interesting, but I guess, you know, like that's kind of the reasons I don't really want to be held accountable for my, for my goals, you know, like, and I don't mean that in a slacker way. Like I'm, I'm probably going to fail, but I don't want to introduce like a, like any kind of negativity into it. You know, I'm pretty happy. Like that's a, that's a hard thing when you, to make a new year's resolution. I mean, I'm pretty stoked. I mean, I kind of life has worked out pretty well. So I'm not really in a place where I feel like I need to make dramatic changes to, to, to be the person I want to be. Like I've kind of, I've already gone through that in a lot of ways to get to this point. Um, and a lot of therapy, a lot of, a lot of, uh, help from family and friends and things like that. So like, it's kind of just, you know, tweaking what's already kind of worked in a lot of ways. So like, I, you know, I don't know, like I've, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm, I guess I'm wrestling with the idea of whether these are like selfish. It's more, it's more just, um, you know, like I just would like like to. There's a couple things I haven't done that I'd like to have. I'd like to have done, and I don't know if that's selfish or not. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, they don't really affect anybody else, though. So that's I guess that is sort of being selfish. But I feel like I'd be happier for it. I guess to a certain degree, so my family would be happier too. I don't know. I don't want to leave stuff on the table. Yeah, I guess it's just identifying what that stuff is, right, and what's most important. Um, we had a big get together uh, with friends. Couple of days before Christmas, and and um, one of my one of my friends asked what everybody what was on everybody's bucket list, and I think she meant primarily travel, you know. Yeah. And I've always despised the term bucket list. I don't; it just feels cheesy to me. But it, that's and that's not criticism of her. It's just part of the vernacular now, right? That's right. just what we use. Um, and the. One, I guess one of the benefits of being the age that I am now and also the career that I've had is, man, so many of the things that were on my younger list, I've been able to do. Yeah. And it's not that I don't have things, but I don't, I don't really think about it as a list so much. I really, I don't know. It's, it's been interesting. I mean, um, you know, now that I'm, oh, I don't want to say this, but now that I'm over 60, God, that sounds so old. Well, one of my resolutions is to not talk about not age. Be, one is to not be sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't go backward. I don't want to go forward any faster. Um, no, like everybody, like oh, it, all right. I'm not going to go down that that rabbit hole of age and talking about <laughs> all that stuff. Um, at some point in 2023, I shared with you an essay that I read about kind of the the curse the diabolical curse of optimi- optimization culture. Yeah, right? I remember that. And this, this idea that we can always be more optimized, that we can find some better productivity system. We move from Asana to Good Task to Apple Reminders. You know, there we move from Evernote to Bear to Obsidian. I'm speaking personally here. <laughs> right. You know, with this idea that we're chasing some, some way that we're going to ultimately be better that we're going to be more optimized. And the, the reality is that we will never be quote unquote, fully optimized. Right. And, um, so what I've been trying to do in, in this minimalism thing is, is at the heart of it is like, is kind of optimizing my, I don't know, like my base state, I guess, yeah. 
yeah. with like broader ways of thinking about the world. And so like this longevity thing, like I'm trying to do stuff that is science-based. And so let me share a few of the books that I've read that have actually made a difference for me that have actually turned these ideas of resolutions like losing weight and being healthier into actual fundamental day-to-day -day challenges or changes. <clears throat> the first one was by James Nestor, it was Breath. Yeah. And I sent copies to practically everybody I knew because I had no understanding of how much we take for granted our breathing yeah, huge. and the effect that that has on our health on a daily basis. I am um, a mouth breather when I sleep and I started taping my mouth closed when I read the book and man, it's been transformative. Like I don't get up as much. I'm not as dehydrated. I have more REM sleep. I, I, I sleep longer. I feel better rested. So there, there are all these things that I have been doing that, that came out of breath and changing how I breathe that actually had, like, I saw fundamental differences in my life just based on a few simple things with my breathing. And actually, I went to uh, um, a screening of the Jerry Lopez, Surfer Jerry Lopez biopic mm -hmm. that came yeah. out last year. Mm -hmm. And um, there was Jerry was there and there was a and a and somebody asked him like, and the movie was about kind of how yoga, so Jerry's known as this super stylish, very chill, calm surfer. And he discovered yoga early, early on. And um, he just basically said, I was just trying to bring yoga into my surfing. Yeah. And somebody asked him in the Q&A afterward, like, okay, like, you know, what can I do to, like, what's the secret of life, basically? And he goes, um, I don't know, breathe through your nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds like Jerry. Which was amazing. There, that totally like, sounds so like much Jerry. comes through that. So I would recommend that people who haven't read Breath, read Breath, you know, and you will find things in there that will resonate with you. And then um, also Peter Atia had a book that was on the bestseller list called Outlive, which is the science of longevity. And then um, Unprocessed People. And I, I put both of these in the, um, the AG newsletter that we sent this week. And there's so many, th I, I realized, and I know it sounds like I'm kind of going far afield from resolutions, but this is all come back yeah. to, I think life changes really is what we're talking about and being healthier is that... Um, we have this miraculous thing that is our bodies and we are taught so little about how it really works. And there are fundamental revolutions in understanding of things now. And like, let's just take weight loss. Like I want to lose weight. I'm, I'm at least 20 pounds heavier than I want to be, or probably should be for my health. Well, there's been a, like, really interesting research going on about connecting obesity and how much fatter we all are to processed foods into all the things that are in processed foods, the chemicals and, and other things that we don't understand. And we don't understand what they do, but we do know that, you know, transnational food corporations, food product corporations are building things in there to make us not be able to stop eating these things. Right. So I think that the path that I've been on for the last couple of years has been one of like personal empowerment with knowledge and science based knowledge. This stuff isn't woo, you know, like there are like omega threes, we which we don't have anywhere near enough of like over and over again, you will see that the more that people eat omega threes, the longer they live and the healthier they are. Like a lot of these things are really simple in concept. So 
I, you know, my resolutions have been ongoing. You know, I want to be healthier and I want to understand how my body works. And I want to understand the relationship between what goes in and what comes out and, and, you know, where I go from that. And so I think like the future self kind of thing, like a gift to a future self, I think like, okay, like, yeah, I can eat this, but like, how am I going to feel tomorrow? Or how am I going to feel, you know, a week from now? And it's not about the number on the scale. It's more like, how am I going to feel physically and emotionally about myself? I I don't know how it's possible that this has never occurred to me before, but um, it seems kind of wild now to, to go, okay, my, my goal for this year is to, is to really know all the, all the trail systems of Marin and these sort of veins that snake through the trees and where they all go. And never once have I made a priority to really understand how my body functions. Like that's never something I've thought about. I've never, I've never spent the time to think, I want to know, I, I don't know anything about, <laughs> about the human body. I don't know where my gallbladder is. I don't know what it does. I don't know why you need two kidneys. I don't know. I'm not really 100% sure how the liver like works. I mean, these are things I've never really given a whole lot of thought to. I'm more interested for some reason in what the trees are around here than I am. I mean, we talked. did we talk about the interstitium? When I was, we when did. we were at Joshua Tree, I mean, that, that like did. scientists just figured out this like organ kind of that they had no idea existed. Um, how, well, at least Western doctors didn't. I mean, how astonishing is that? But like, I mean, for all that could, there could be all kinds of stuff like that in the human body that I don't, I don't know about probably are, but man, there's a, so that, much. I mean, it's, it's, it's really shocking. So, um, I listen to pay attention a lot to Peter Atia. Um, I listen to a lot of, uh, Rhonda Patrick's podcast. Um, she's a biochemist. Yep. Um, she focuses a lot on longevity. She, um, has a gene that, uh, predisposes her to Alzheimer's. So she spends a lot of time looking at brain health and blood brain barrier. And, um, she's just amazing and, and fascinating to listen to. And, I feel so much more. I mean, I feel like I, I struggle to retain this stuff on an ongoing yeah. basis. I, it it kind of comes back to, you know, move. <laughs> yeah. Eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it comes back to really simple things. But for like where this has had an, even an impact in my adventure stuff, like, you know, one of Peter's things, and he's not the only one, but sort of one of his things has been zone two training. And, um, and also the, um, like the, the new alpinism, which, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. um, Kylian Jornet has, has been involved in and, and looking at like trying to be more efficient in your training. Cause we all have limited time. One of the things that was really cool for me was understanding like what's happening in my body when I am training at say 70 to 80% of my max heart rate versus, you know, 90 to 95% and how I've always been curious about like, you know, what is blood sugar again? Yeah. 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 You know, and, and how is, you know, where's, what is my body drawing on when, when is glucose and sugar versus fats and what difference does that make? Yeah. And I was just listening to, there's a great new episode that's it's Rhonda's podcast. It's on YouTube. I think I forget what she calls it. Um, and then she's interviewing Peter and it's like three and a half hours long. And it's just, I mean, it's just chock full of so much stuff. And they were talking about like metabolic flexibility. And I'm like, okay, what is that again? And it's your body's ability to draw whether it needs to on glucose, on stored sugars or stored fats right? and and why that matters. And so like that actually informs, you know, what I've been doing over the last year in how I run. And I think I might've shared this at some point, but like, Staying in zone two can be kind of boring, but man, like I'm not crushed 
when I come yeah. home. I mean, yeah. I do have rides where I'm crushed, but sometimes I come home and I feel great. And it like the whole rest of my day isn't spent on the couch. That's such a, like that, that the idea of really diving into like what you're eating. And I don't mean necessarily on a broad scale, but like, like chemically, like, like what these things do and why they're important um, is something that I think at least I like a lot of just sort of casual people that like try to eat well, but that's kind of the limit, you know, of, of our thinking about it. Um, that would be like transformative, especially in your like outdoor sort of adventure endeavors. I mean, like when I'm, when I'm putting together food for a, um, you know, for like a day hike or something like that, like, I, I, I mean, I'm like, I know nuts are good and like dried fruits good. And like, that's kind of, you know, it's like, I don't really think too heavily about it. I'm not thinking about the mix of sugars to fats. I'm not thinking of, you know, is, is there enough carbohydrates in this so that I can finish this last two miles without wanting to die or whatever? I don't, you know, like I don't ever think about any of that, which I should. I mean, I think I probably put more thought into what I'm putting in my truck in terms of getting it to the mountains and is it going to work right than I am my own body. You know, it's like, well, once I get there, I'll just eat whatever I want and I'll get up that hill. Well, yeah, but, you know, I probably should think a lot more about it. That's that's a, that's a great – I'm just I'm blown away how little I think about my body other than I'd like to be stronger and like fitter. That's it. That's about it. I would say that everybody, no matter your age, should empower themselves with this knowledge. So, you know, again, I would read Breath. I would read Outlive just as a start. I would read Breath, Outlive, and Unprocessed, uh, excuse me, uh, Ultra Processed People because it is shocking the shit that is in food that we don't know about. Um, you know, I've gone through like many phases where I do calorie, calorie counting. Um, using the My Fitness app, one thing that changed that has really changed for me just in the last couple months, um, not even the last couple of months, maybe like in the last three or four weeks, is that I'm not paying attention to calories so much as I'm paying attention to nutrients. And so yeah. I really, through all this research, I did a deep dive into how much vitamin D should I have. You know, I I'm vegan. I how much B12. You know, what what is the appropriate, not just the recommended, but like what is the appropriate level of protein. And, um, and by, and then I just heard this like yesterday on one of Rhonda's Patrick's episodes, like she thinks less about what she shouldn't eat and more what she should. And when you okay. think about what you should for nutrients, then sort of everything else falls into place. So I, you know, I mean, coming back to this idea of resolutions, I mean, I, for, for me, I think it's like trying to find ways to empower myself with knowledge that will almost make me intuitively make better decisions, better, mm -hmm. healthier decisions. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will say the one, the one year, the, the one resolution that I made that had the most probably impact for me, and, and I think that I'm still living the benefits of that, is um, one year I, I said that I was going to do 30 new things. Yeah. And I, I wasn't going to do... I thought about 52, you know, I thought about doing one a week and I thought, well, let's make this attainable because I think we need to talk a little bit about accountability here and how you make these things attainable. But I, I was like, okay, I can do 30. And so I, I took almost every week I took Friday off. I often left on Thursday night and I camped somewhere and it was a whole slew of things from um, exploring Santa Ana, which I'd never explored to peak bagging to, you know, making a list of coffee shops that I wanted to go check out, like new restaurants. Like it was, it was all these kinds of new things. And that, you know, talk about like getting you out of your sleepwalking. Yep. It was amazing. And mm -hmm. I actually pulled it off. I mean, I did 30, 
new things. And, you know, I mean, at one point I was like, okay, I'm eating mushrooms, which I don't like. That's a new thing. That counts. <laughs> but, you know, I got out in the world and I saw and I, I went to new places. And and I think that that, that sense of novelty, yeah. you know, and, and this is one of my issues with like, I'm going to ride 5,000. Yeah, I'm going to ride 5,000 vertical feet this year. I'm going to ride 500,000 vertical feet. Like kind of the redundancy of those things. And if that's your goal, more power to you. But like I would, the year that I was chasing vertical, I would go back to the same hills over and over again. And I'm way more interested in novelty. There's the real, real quick. There's a, not to, not to push anybody to a different podcast, but uh, especially one that's not as good as ours uh, called radio lab, which some of you have probably heard of, but they, they did one a few months back where um, they actually explored whether or not trying new things can uh, sort of like, uh, kind of like stretch your concept your conception of time that that uh you know they it kind of went it actually they don't they don't really come to a conclusion by the way but it's it's a good episode just worth listening to but one of the, the the producer or the or the reporter for that for that episode spent like two weeks or what maybe it was longer trying something new every day more complicated than like a mushroom i'm gonna eat mushrooms now like learning how to surf i don't know how to swim but i'm gonna try it that kind of thing uh, to see if it either shrunk or expanded their conception of time. And it kind of depended on what they were doing, but it was really fascinating. And uh, that's reason enough to try to try new things. I think new things are really important. And I mean, this is true in, in training with your body. Um, you know, you shouldn't do the same routine all the time. It's true in food, you know, you should mix up, you know, not eat the same thing every day. Although, Pizza does, you know, have a good case for itself. Yeah, um, yeah my, my my children would disagree with that statement. Um, <laughs> trying new things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets you out of your comfort zone, right? And I, I think that that's just part of the fun is is trying new, trying you know, new, new, new. So, what's your trick for accountability then? So, how do you? I mean, if you're making whether because it sounds like you obviously aren't really making resolutions, but in the past, well, you've had, you've done both. You've had very specific ones, but then now you're on kind of a more broader sort of, uh, all the time, sort of like self-empowerment sort of thing, self-improvement sort of thing. Um, how does accountability work? Uh, it has to be, for me, it has to be personal accountability. <clears throat> you know, I've made bets with friends and that I would do yeah. X, Y, or Z, yeah. and, <clears throat> you know, um, that never works with me. Yeah. And, I don't, you know, I'm more lone wolf like you, you know, I ride by myself, I run by myself, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, run with a pack where I've, you know, got the same buddies that I ride with all the time and, you know, who could help keep me out. So, you know, I'm focused more on, on these kind of big goal guidelines. So I'm using chronometer mm -hmm. as my app for tracking my nutrients. Um, I am using strava and apple health and work outdoors and um i just downloaded let me look what this is this app that i'm using um well tory which tracks heart rate variability and a bunch of other stuff i'm using health fit my daughter gifted us a family subscription to headspace oh yeah i so love I've that been, i've been trying to say yeah i always liked it but like the the free stuff is just so no yeah it's worth paying for yeah um so i've been trying to do more more meditation so i for me it's tracking yeah. you know and i mean believe me i i really want to lose weight mm -hmm. and i want to feel better you know in my body and i want to feel like i look better in my clothes but i'm 
I'm less motivated by that than I'm, I'm trying to like shift into like, these are the things that I want to do. And it's the same thing like with my, like, I still have like peak bagging lists, you know, I still want to, I'm still working on the Sierra club, you know, hundred, the hundred peaks challenge, which is like 270 or 280. I mean, there's still a very specific adventure things that I'm doing. I have a pile of peaks in Joshua tree that I want to do that that those lists have not gone away from my head but i'm i feel like i'm being more fundamental in that i want more motion in my day i want less time sitting in my day and so i'm using these apps to track me getting out and off my butt and doing things so off camera before we were started we were we were talking with jackson and bridget about um this acronym smart around um around goals and i think this is an interesting one i i, I don't know if i'll use it but i you know i'm sure it, it could be powerful and it, it may help some people so it's smart and what it stands for is that your your resolutions need to be specific measurable attainable relevant and time-based mm-hmm. so there's a kind of an important thing lacking there though which is like why or like some sort of i mean to me i would add like is there i mean like there's no i guess the why is you obviously you, you want to make a change but um uh, you know like a lot of the, a lot of this can be kind of arbitrary you know so yeah maybe you maybe you maybe you achieve maybe i achieved my goal of of hiking every single trail in marin county it fits all those sorts of all those criteria but then like why am i doing it i mean you asked me that for the beginning and like that's that's pretty crucial otherwise you know, you're still sleep. You're, you're just you're you're still sort of sleepwalking. You're just kind of checking off boxes as you as you do it, which is, again is part of the reason that I don't like. I said earlier, I don't really feel like accountability is big for for these sorts of things for me because I like when I think this. The you know, like I said, I don't really do resolutions, but this year I I am, and it's more just taking stock of where I am. It's a good excuse to just kind of step back and 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 okay, who who you know what what does my normal day look like? What does my normal year look like? Am I doing the things I want to be doing? Pro- pretty much, yeah. So let's let, let I'm just going to kind of like polish up the the rough edges, kind of that, and that's the way I'm doing. It. And if I don't achieve it, that's fine. You know, like that's it's just being more mindful about it. I mean, honestly, my resolution should probably just be enter a, enter some sort of Buddhist practice like every year because clearly that's kind of what I'm circling around, which is just being kind of more aware of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you figured out, and I think that's that's really a great approach. One one of the differences between us is our age and yeah you know being 62 um you know i'm i'm at a spot where one i've had a whole lifetime of mega adventures yeah and um and i know that my days all our days are limited all of us our days are limited but i'm closer to you know theoretically and so I know that I don't know whether I have 10 or 20 or 30 years, but I, I know that I'm more cognizant of my time being finite. So I want to think about how I want to spend it. I also have elders around me with health issues and um, I've had, you know, injuries and things like that. And so, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm trying to set myself up. I, I was talking about sort of plateaus or foundations. I'm trying to set myself up for the next, you know, 35 years yeah. of my life. And that means changing some things fundamentally, especially physically and nutritionally and all that other sort of stuff. And, you know, two other things I think that are important for me. One is that 
in the end, nobody really cares that I had a year where in December I rode 105,000 vertical feet. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's not going to be on my tombstone. And um, one of the shifts for me, and maybe this is fairly typical that comes with age, is that I just, one, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to prove to myself. I'm I'm more hands-off about a lot of things. And, And, you know, I chased a lot of things, distance, mileage, body fat, you know, all of those things when I was younger. And it's, it, it just doesn't, those things just don't matter compared to the kind of connection you have with other people. And so, you know, I think about my purpose a lot and, you know, my prime, my primary vehicle, I think for change in the world is adventure journal. I want adventure journal through sharing the stories of adventure, because I really believe that living with adventure in our life and exploration and discovery, I think it makes us more resilient. I think it makes us stronger. It makes us better people. It makes us more empathetic. So I think AJ is the platform that we have for that. And so that's my purpose. That's one of my big purposes. The longer that I can live and the healthier that I am, the more I will be able to do that. And so I do think the why is is like really important and i would encourage anybody who's still listening to us at this point <laughs> who is thinking about their resolutions to think about the why of them you know because that that ultimately is what makes you uh accountable it makes right. you accountable to yourself right like if you know that you want to live a long time and you know you're not in the best place then you will naturally start eating more kale or omega threes or whatever that may be yep 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 Yep. There's no really no reason to make a change otherwise if you don't know no. why you're doing it. Yeah. So I think oh, I did want to share. Yeah, I think you had one last that you, you were gonna share, and I want to share one thing. So I was telling you that say yes, you know, and no regrets. So so the one thing that I have been thinking a lot about, and I I, I read this recently, I can't remember, it was in relation to food. And um I don't remember where I read it, but it was I've been th- thinking about this with everything I do, which is to make it an act of love, like to, to the things that I put in my body to make that an act of love. And, th- and that's already enabled me to make better decisions about what I'm eating. It's also even in terms of how I've been interacting with other people thinking about, you know, I've been to a bunch of parties lately and out with friends and, you know, just thinking about how I talk, like thinking about like how I'm living as an act of love. And you can interpret that however you want, but like the kindness thing, like all of those things are connected with this idea. So, you know, going forward, I'm trying to think about things, you know, how much can I make this an act of love as opposed to selfishness? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. And, and, and which is awesome because my, the only thing, so what's uh, yours? Well, I was going to say the 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 last one that I hadn't talked about. I mean, it's like the most selfish possible thing in the world. I mean, I've, I've devoted my entire life to surfing. I mean, it's, 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 it's funny I don't know. A lot of my friends who are in our forties are like finally reconciling like what that's meant for us, you know. And and it sounds so lame to complain about. I mean, we've seen some. We've all gotten the chance to see really beautiful places, and like I wouldn't trade most of my twenties for anything, which were devoted on almost entirely to surfing. But um, it's there's nothing more selfish in the world than 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 being a surfer. There really isn't. And like my wife could bore everybody here for hours about how many times I've begged us to move from one place to the other for, for surf reasons or for maybe a surf job in the industry, but usually because I just want to surf somewhere that's warmer, you know, or whatever, just like my God, um, or the time wasted just driving around looking for waves. But, uh, so anyway, my, my, my fifth, and I think it's fifth or whatever. My final resolution is to, is to just surf five newer waves, this five new waves to me this year. That's it. Like we, um, 
you know, as part of my way to, to kind of break out of my, my routine. Um, I don't live in a place where I can like walk down the street and surf. I got to drive like 40 minutes, which is a big impediment, as you can imagine, to getting in the water as much as I'd like to. So, um, but I've like, I've, you know, I wrote an article for AJ a couple years back about like the soft top revolution in surfing and how that's completely changed my approach and how much more fun I'm having in the water now. Cause I just don't care anymore about performance. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm just having a blast every time I surf cause I usually ride boards that are kind of hard to perform on anyway now. And so now I'm, I'm a little bit more willing to go surf waves that I wouldn't have surfed otherwise. And like, there's this whole unexplored coastline out here and, uh, it's so easy to just go surf the same waves all the time. So my goal is to, you know, between now and 2025 to surf five places I haven't surfed yet. Hopefully ones that like no one else is really surfing either. Uh, but again, unbelievably selfish. I mean, it's like I got to put all my work away to do it. Probably have my wife pick up the girls that day to do it. Tempting massive fate with all the, I live in a very sharky area and if there's no one surfing there, there's usually a reason for it. So, uh, it couldn't, couldn't be more selfish, but, uh, you know what? It's my little present to myself. Steve Hawk has an interview in the latest issue of surfers journal. He's, has uh, at least one friend, if not a couple of friends, I believe, that are um, uh, shark experts, and he he interviewed them, and y- your odds are probably pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's selfish, but I mean, like, if you were going to say you were going to surf every week, you know, that would that's probably right. not attainable. Right. But like five five waves, five new waves, you know, that's that sounds great. Have you surfed ever surfed Doheny or, uh, no, um, I mean down there. No, I'm talking entirely like up here, but oh, see, you like, snob come down here. Well, Doheny <laughs> is a great example. Like that's a wave that I would have like not normally really even looked at in the years past. Cause I've never really been a long border. Like I've liked different kinds of waves, but that wave looks so fun. you like, what a, like what a blast that, that, that sounds fantastic to me. You know, just a nice, beautiful spot, being able to ride a soft top or longboard, whatever, just have some fun. It sounds great. I mean, that's, I have to example. say that one of my favorite surfing experiences ever. So I, I can be in the water at Doheny in 11 minutes from my house. Um, it is a tiny, tiny little wave. It is always crowded. Um, it is, it is not what you ever call a premium wave, not even close to it, but is in the summertime when all the kids are out, you know, yeah. and there's like literally 30 people on a wave like to me like that that is the joy of that is you know not that i wouldn't mind a nice smooth you know offshore day at trestles but i mean god it's just you know it's so much fun so all right well uh i guess we've talked about resolutions uh up down and sideways and it's time for us to peace out as i mentioned earlier we want to know what your resolutions are um we would love to hear your feedback mail at adventure-journal.com dm us on instagram leave a comment on youtube we would love it and appreciate it and practically beg you to subscribe to follow to leave us a thumbs up and if you want to know more about AJ, especially our gorgeous printed quarterly, the winter issue is out now with what may be my favorite cover photo of all time. You can do that at adventure-journal.com. We're on all the socials. We appreciate you listening. Take care. <laughs>